Here we go. Summer is officially underway. We have crossed the longest day of the year. Full moon on the way tonight, but we are past the summer solstice, which means now the days start getting shorter. But apparently, no shortage of heat. It is once again swampy as F outside today, Sean. Yeah, we're having my son's grad party on Saturday, and thankfully it looks like this will pass. Does it? Yeah, because otherwise you just get even crankier relatives. They're already cranky. You know, I have a lot of aunts and uncles that are in their late 60s and 70s, and they're just already crab asses. So you don't want to give them one more thing to bitch about. Well, and you can't have everybody inside at a big event like that either, right? No, you really don't want that. I mean, you want them outside. I don't want them using my bathroom, to be honest with you. We got a, We brought a very nice bucket out here for you, everyone. This for you, Uncle Todd. I'm Brian Oak, and that, <laughs> Uncle Todd. That is Sean Bernard. It is the Brian Oak Show podcast, episode 166. Nice to have everybody here. We are here in the Smart Start MN Studios. 48th in Chicago is a lovely location in the fine city of Minneapolis, down here in South Minneapolis, where I will say this, I don't love the warm weather, but watching the parkway bloom into life mm-hmm. over the course of spring and watching just sort of the the vibrancy of it, the parkway feels like a downtown New York street except with people on hoverboards and, you know, bicycles <laughs> and rollerblades and taking their paddle boards and mocking between trees. So it's not exactly like that, but it is jam-packed. Trying to drive along the parkway right now is a pain in the behind. I just did it, and I had the guy who looked like he was 106 that was out for a, just a quick bike ride in the heat, yeah. and I'm complaining that I was outside for about 30 <laughs> seconds and was schwitzing a little bit. Well, there's know. a reason that he's lived to be that ripe old age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's very alone, though. Wow. Well, to live with that. Who wants to set that bar? <laughs> Hard to believe. You know, I did start that other uh, gig. You know, don't get me wrong. That? Love What's the podcast. It? I work at a radio station, oh, Cities 97, sure, back there sure. again after many years. Yep. And I do want to make one quick mention on this particular show that a little something's coming back called Oak on the Water uh, a oh, week from yeah. now. Oh, yeah. That's right. Every Thursday well, for cool, the next Well, it's cool because you cross our show all the time over there. So. It's, it doesn't work like that, Sean, and you know it, okay? <laughs> you know it. I do mention that I have a podcast yeah. and that it's available on the iHeart app, but because you can't seem to stem the tide of awfulness that rolls out of your mouth all the time and swear constantly, I'm not really allowed to plug this podcast. Oh, man. Yeah, so maybe That's if you could bad. find ways to use kinder language. I will. I'm gentler that. language. That's a bucket list. Ma- for me. <laughs> maybe we could do something <laughs> along those lines. Anyway, just want to remind people that is going to be coming up. We're going to be out there every Thursday. What else is going on, man? What are you doing with your summer? My Well, it's a crazy busy summer. My son's 18th birthday is today. His uh-huh. grad party is Saturday. My 50th birthday is July 15th. That's Whoa. actually Shanika, eight days of celebration and gifts. Uh, here we go. And then our 25th anniversary, should we make it that far, will be August 10th. And we're Who, going to see Who's Seattle. we? My wife and I. That's you how and I knowing each other? Work. Are we coming up on 25 years? You and I think we, we should celebrate that somehow. Yeah. Just go away for maybe a few days, maybe a week. I need to just back up just a little bit. A, the cultural appropriation of Shanika is outrageous, but not well, surprising you know at all. you know what? I've asked my Jewish friends. Yeah, and no. Cool did, oh, yeah, and yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Are they scholars? Are they somewhere high ranking? They in are. The, they're okay. way up there in the hierarchy yeah. Okay. But what are, I mean, what is expected of one of your friends or a coworker or or a family member? How is it exactly that I am supposed to participate in Shanika? You will actually like this, I think. So what I've done for years is for I couldn't do it last year, of course, but uh, for eight days in a row, I go see live music. Oh, and you're welcome to join me or not. I last two years ago, I did have two nights where I was kind of there by myself, but I didn't care. I was like, hey. Celebrating eight days of it's music Shanika, and gifts. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, yeah. we wander alone in the wilderness That's ex- to have a greater understanding yeah. of our spirituality, don't Absolutely we? Absolutely right. Yeah. Like no, that. I've done yeah. the Stations of the Cross. I know how this works. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite station? Oh, it's got to be Seven. I mean, that was Man, the great I love one. Seven. Isn't I it? can't remember yeah. what they were, yeah. which is weird because growing up Catholic, as you and I both did, do, going to catechism or CCD, whatever you call yeah. it, confirmation, yeah. We had a lot CBD, of work. CBD, I lot think of, is what you went to. Nope, I didn't. A lot of workbooks <laughs> to fill out. And we I remember having to do the Stations of the Cross up at Epiphany Church in Coon Rapids. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably a dozen times minimum. And I can't remember. I mean, I know it's the trials of our Lord before he was crucified. Sure. But I can't remember the individual stations. And for how many workbooks I had to fill out, you think that would be better ingrained in my mind. One joke we played as we went up to the stained glass, we actually switched them one time, just switched it up. That stuff's expensive. Did you really do that? We did, yeah. 
You took out one no, state? No, we didn't. Brian. That's what Come I on. thought. We okay. got to get to our guest soon. She's sitting here waiting. She's an old friend of mine. Okay, well, fine. Yeah. We're going to talk to her, but right. right now, we're riffing on Stations of the Cross, so if She's you don't mind. It. She's loving it. All right, well, one thing about this guest is that I mean, there's a lot to, and we're going to get to all of it, but she is going to be participating later this summer in a John Prine tribute, and I am a John Prine fanatic. And for those who are virus deniers, vax deniers, I will remind you that one of the the most whimsical, beautiful, powerful, mm. and genuinely wonderful American singer-songwriters in the last 100 years succumbed to complications from COVID in the past year. So get over yourself. Get yourself vaccinated. If you're not going to vax, wear a goddamn mask because it's not over yet. We're getting there. We are so damn close. People are out in droves. Things are being announced every single day, but it's not over yet. And it took freaking John Prine, which is criminal and actually breaks my heart a little bit to think about but john was one of those guys who literally within the course of a song could break your heart force you to stare in the mirror way deeper and longer than you ever thought you might have to think about a story that was more poignant or important than you'd probably thought about in a very long time but he could also make you laugh there was always a sardonic smile there was always a wry clever wink edge to the things that he did and for me when i think about john prine dying i'd like to believe this song he wrote way back in the day off sweet revenge is maybe a little something what it was like on the day he passed this morning, put on my slippers, walked in the kitchen and died. And oh, what a feeling when my soul went through the ceiling and on up into heaven I did ride. When I got there, they did say, John, it happened this way. You slipped upon the floor and hit your head. And all the angels say Just before you passed away These were the very last words that you said Please don't bury me down in the cold, cold ground No, I'm gonna have them cut me up And pass me all around Throw my brain in a hurricane And the blind can have my eyes And the deaf can take both of my ears If they don't mind the sound Socks in a cedar box, just get on out of here. Venus to Milo can have my arms. Look out, I've got your nose. Sell my heart to the junk man and give my love to Rose. But please don't bury me down in that cold, cold ground. No, I'm gonna have them cut me up and pass me all around. For my brain in a hurricane and the blinds can have my eyes and the deaf can take. Both of my ears they don't mind the Give my feet to the footloose, careless, fancy free. Give my knees to the needy. Oh, an utter classic from John Prine. Coming up on Thursday, August 19th at the Turf Club. Imagine going back to the newly refurbished Turf Club and seeing a cool show in a room packed with people. I'm actually very excited about that possibility. That is going to be fun. It's going to be definitely going to that. And a cool night filled with all kinds of amazing performers. Lakewood Cemetery, uh, 
our pal Terry Walsh is going to be there. Uh, Leslie Vincent, who's been on this very yes. podcast before. Lots of other performers, including Her Crooked Heart. And we're going to talk to Rachel of Her Crooked Heart, who is Her Crooked Heart, coming up momentarily. But first, we do have to mention our primary sponsor, and that would be Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Sean, why would I ever need an ignition interlock? Well, if you were silly enough to drive after you've had drinks and, and believe it or not the drinking can cloud your judgment so that you drive when you didn't think that you were going to you're telling me i'm not a better driver after i've had that's a few what drinks? i'm trying to say to you right i understand now, okay deal yeah. I'm, I'm listening yeah. but i'm not sure it's true but i believe you I guess. i'm just saying that that is absolutely a fact okay um, okay if you or anyone you know has gotten a dui go mm-hmm. to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show you'll get 20 percent off the installation of the ignition interlock I like that very much. Uh, finally, after much ado and lots of rambling and, you know, navel-gazing as we are wont to do on this show, I believe that we should welcome today's guest into the conversation. Rachel Reese, hello. How oh are you? Oh, my goodness. Hello, hello. It, well, it's nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. I know that you have known <laughs> Sean for a very long time, so I feel a little bit, you know, outside the loop on this. But you perform under the name Her Crooked Heart. Very first question off the bat, just because we haven't had a chance really to share much about any of this. Was her heart made crooked or was she born with a crooked heart? I do believe we're all born a little bit crooked. Yeah. There's no such thing as the straight and narrow is what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Okay, very good. Well, then let's talk about that a little bit. Before we talk about your music, your endeavor, your adventures, misadventures, whatever it might be, where are you from? I am originally from Freeman, South Dakota. Freeman, South Mm -hmm. Dakota. I like the name of it for sure. Mm, What's it like in Freeman, South Dakota? What was life like? It's quiet. It's a square mile, square mile Mennonite community on the prairies of South Dakota. So you grew up Mennonite? I grew up Mennonite. All right. Very good. And, you know, I don't know a ton about Mennonites. I think a lot of people tend to confuse them with the Amish. Correct. But I do know... Uh, I was able to discern the difference early on in life because I remember being in an airport and there were Mennonite women there. I could tell by the, the head uh-huh. the stuff they were wearing. I'm like, you know what? Amish don't take airplanes, but apparently that's okay Ooh. with Mennonites. Uh, yes. So within the world of Mennonites, there's the whole gamut from incredibly liberal, couldn't pick us out in a crowd, right. electricity, using short dress wearing. Oh, my. Right? Right. All the way to the bonneted. Yet airplane flying. Okay, all right, <laughs> very good. Met, there's really quite a spectrum. Do we draw the line at bikinis? <laughs> Have you ever seen a Mennonite in a bikini? So many, really? so many. Oh, so I mean, it's really the spectrum, right? Truly, so, there. I mean, like many Christians. Yeah. Although, what I do like about Mennonites, the, the other thing I do know is <laughs> that they are pacifists Mm -hmm. in the extreme, which is something I love because I've never thrown a punch in my entire life. I'm 53 years old. I have yet to throw a punch. I grew up Catholic. I'm no longer a man of faith or a practicing Catholic, but I always thought Jesus seemed pretty freaking cool. The Mm -hmm. thing that actually drove me away from my church was I, I couldn't believe looking around me how little the people who supposedly were people of faith in my congregation acted like Christ. Yeah. Think. Then there was not. They were they were in screaming fights over parking spaces yeah. outside the church. Yeah. That's sort of the opposite of the whole bit. I I feel like a, a rare and blessed breed, as in that I very much respect how I was raised. I was raised with people practicing what they what they preached. Right. And with Mennonites, there's a there's a big emphasis emphasis on service and simple living yeah. and living like the first disciples. I, don't, I know a lot of people who chose poverty and social justice, all that stuff. So that's what I was raised with. Well, I mean, again, when you practice what you preach, then I, I find it much easier to respect. So where does music come in? Is, does music come from the Mennonite background? Do you find music somewhere else? When does music become part of who Rachel Reese is? Music um, was always there. Uh, yeah. So when I was four months old, my family uh, returned to what was then Zaire, the Democratic Republic, Republic of Congo. Okay. Um, so, I mean, when yeah. you say return so, to... They came from yeah. Congo? So my, my family in all uh, was in the mission field, Mennonite mission field, Got it. M- medical missions uh, in Zaire for 10 years. Okay. And I was born when they were back on furlough. Went back when I was four months old. And so my, my first memories are from from Africa. Okay. So, I mean, so you don't know much about Freeman. You grew up in Africa. No, no, no. I was only in, in Africa until I was four. I see. All right. right. All right. And then... Do you have memories, though? Like, yeah. I mean, because for me, that's the yeah. fringe of what I can remember and what I can't always remember. Do you remember being in Africa? I do. I wow. do. Uh, I remember playing in the red dirt. I remember eating, like, little fish in chili paste. Okay. Sitting on, sitting on the like, kind of grass mat floor of, of the neighbor Baba Tumba's hut. 
Um, I remember swimming or bathing in the Kasaya River. I remember the market and this one guy who scared me in this ruby necklace. I remember <laughs> playing tag uh, like in sort of the perimeter of a new building that was being built. Sure. Uh, I remember my brother being bit by a viper and almost dying. And I remember the music and wow. the dancing and how in, in my childhood, to me, like what I witnessed, you know, all day church or when my brother was ill, people just coming through the house and singing and praying and wailing and singing and just like song and expression was always a way that you communicated and a way you, the way you tapped into your deepest desires was by sharing in song and dance and rhythm. Like here in our culture, we just sort of, well, music and music making is for the other people. It's for the professionals once you're an adult, right? Right. We don't, we don't have song that we interact with, physically interact with ourselves uh, when we get normal jobs and all that, right? <laughs> right. So I think, uh, yeah, Africa was a great way of modeling, uh, weaving creation and expression into your, into everything. When you met with our tax guy, Sean, was there any sort of natural singing that he brought to the table? Was was singing part of preparing the forms? There was a lot of uh, pounding, <laughs> a lot of pounding sound, you know, happening. So, and I just kind of, I just freestyle rapped a little bit yeah, to that, as right I'm, off the top of the dome, as I'm wanting to do. Yeah, well, no, but I think you bring up a great point that it's not part of our day to day, and that's terrible no. because I mean, it's powerful, right? I mean, Absolutely. it 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 runs through your bones. It's it's part of your DNA at that point. If yeah. it's part of your culture, tell me your brother pulled through from the vice. Oh, he absolutely did. Okay, and good. We, we still have part of the chopped up um, uh, <laughs> viper in a in some formaldehyde. Okay, so. very good. Well, that'll <laughs> show you, viper. Lot, but you know, no, I, I, I love it. You know what? A totem of someone that almost yeah. took you away. Yeah, I think there's probably some power in that as well. Sure. So you're in Africa till you're four. Then yep. you come back to South Dakota. Yep, South Dakota. And you know, music was already just I don't know part of everything. And uh, I mean, we're we talking guess... radio, record player. Uh, you know, like you instruments the in the home. You mean as the Mennonites? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Seriously, you could not pick us out in a crowd. Oh, and that like, part's fine, but know, I mean, like, for you, like, were there instruments in the home? Did yeah. you fall in love with music on the radio? Yeah. All uh, of it? Yeah, so uh, my parents are definitely into classical, choral. Um, there wasn't really much rock and roll influence going on in my house. Right. But I did find my uncle's taped tape of ABBA when I was eight. And Go I was on. Sold. I'm listening. <laughs> so into I'm that. listening. It was like one of those, like, hot pink and yellow Memorex. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Still, where is it? It's somewhere. Oh, like where it's um, mostly clear plastic, but it's got some of the yellow and the yeah, pink yeah, all over yeah, it? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. I know it well. From the 90s, yep. And so uh, you've got ABBA. Yeah. And, and I mean that... car- Well, mom would sing, t- sing to me the Carpenters, and my mom could sing just like Karen Carpenter. Wow, She's a I didn't beautiful, know beautiful, sultry alto. Oh, I love her I was going to say, that's one of the most mm-hmm. pure American voices so that's ever existed. Beautiful. Your mom sang like Karen Carpenter. Yeah. When I was... She, she still can. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. She just wander so, into your room at three in the morning and start I'll saying, say goodbye, <laughs> Mom, I'm sleeping over here. <laughs> but go ahead, you can sing a little bit more, Mom. Exactly. Why do birds oh, suddenly so... appear? All right, anyway, so we both love the Carpenters yep. and Abba, <laughs> yep, and I get yep, that. Yep. So then you grow up, and obviously choir is an easy entree. I did a lot of sure, choir growing yeah. up. My wife's a choir instructor. Yep. I've been around choirs my entire life. Is choir your entree into music moving into your young adult? adulthood and your adult life definitely a part of it you know church uh i i have a very the freeman area in south dakota is weird because there's a whole bunch of mennonite farmers um many of with many many of whom have phds in music mm-hmm. and performance <laughs> right and like there's it's a crazy well-educated and, and so education is community. a big part of the community big part of the community great yeah and the the little mennonite school that i went to was arts focused um, I guess at five, I declared I was going to play violin, and my parents had no idea where that came from, but I've always been a very, this is what I'm doing now person, and so they gave in, and that, that's when the kind of musical training began, so... Violin, viola, piano, vocal training for years and years. Did you like practicing? Because I nope. I, I played viola, nope. and I was always last chair because yeah. I would never turn in a practice record. Yeah. I loved the thought of making music, but it turns out like anything you want to be good at in life... It requires real diligence yeah. and willpower and hard work, which I was apparently crappy at as a yeah. kid. Really bad. I really hated it. I did like kind of the, the bear. I was like one of those one of those people who could get away with doing the the minimal right, amount right. and doing pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which ends Lucky. up biting you in the ass like, as you <laughs> yeah, as you become an adult. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, where was I going with that? 
I just mm-hmm. asked you if you enjoyed practicing, yeah. but you yeah. said that's where you started. So you did training yeah. and all these things. So mm-hmm. you grow up, you're yeah. in a Mennonite community, yep. you're in South Dakota, but mm-hmm. at some point it is time to venture out into the big wide world. Mm-hmm. What does it look like when you leave high school? Where do you go? Mm, good question. Uh, I, you know, at the age of four, I declared that I wanted to be a singer when I grew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was always, that was the career, career path. Um, and so all, you know, starting in high school, I got rebellious and started teaching myself guitar and writing songs and dropped violin and you know, it was just became a little bit more exploratory. Rock and, music. and roll. Rock and roll. Uh-huh. You know, I'd go to Sioux Falls every day and get, or every, every uh, month and get my uncut and my mojo and my uh, <laughs> wow. CMJ, like just yeah. devouring yeah. music from the that. rest Fanzines of the world. going to punk oh, rock shows. Oh. oh, no punk rock shows. But, no, I know. Um, it was just like me in my bedroom with the headphones and mm-hmm. I, um, and then, uh, so all I ever wanted to do was make music, but I didn't know how to do that. But I knew that I also cared about living a life of service and doing good. And I was kind of a weird little hippie kid. And uh, I ended up living in an intentional community in the Northwoods of Wisconsin um, right out of high school. So I left high school as soon as I could, left my hometown, went to live in this intentional community with Native American spirit- spiritualists, Catholics, uh, Lutherans, atheists, uh, gender spectrum and just like me, little South Dakota girl in this intentional community. Well, for those of us, her brain blown open. Well, well, that's awesome, by the <laughs> yeah. way. I mean, talk about what a great melting pot that yeah, is right yeah. there. But for those of us who are not familiar with the term, myself, about 40% included, yeah. what's an intentional community and how is it different than just like a commune? Um, there are independent households, there are independent finances, but a collective pool and you know collective body to work on the farm to to get things done um so you've actually and i'm not trying to be (laughs) diminutive and i'm not trying to be dismissive you've been to a barn raising oh i haven't what dang you grew up mennonite how have you not been to a barn raising the amish don't mennonites don't have barns uh, I guess yeah, they raise them themselves, barns. all right? Yeah, I don't know. They were already there. I They're never very exclusive the about their raising of the yeah, barns. Don't. They do it just by themselves. Look, look, we <laughs> we leave that to the Amish, all right? Exactly. We take care of the barns on our own. I'm sure that's incorrect. I'm sure there are like old order Mennonite barn raisings, but that's whatever. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I was just curious. So, um, <laughs> the so you're in this intentional community, yeah, yeah, yeah. but at some point you start. I mean, you know, so you go from a Mennonite community growing up in South Dakota, small town living, to say yep. the very least. Yep. You go to an intentional community, which is, I'm sure, both <laughs> was wonderful, but it's still not like being in Brooklyn Center, right? No. It's still not like being in Edina. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's not like walking down to the corner store and that sure, kind of stuff. Yeah. This is a different world yeah. still. When do you start to enter the square, white, Western world that the rest of us occupy? Oh, man. Still uh, not there. <laughs> dude, yeah, I don't know. I've never been good at that. I've just been... Yeah. But, I mean, at some point um, you had to, right? I mean, at some point you got yourself an apartment somewhere. Or you got yourself a house okay, sure. yep, in, yep, in yep. the real world, yeah, right? I and, and again, I'm not calling the rest of it not the real world, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I do know what you this mean. This bizarre yeah. construct that we made for ourselves. Yeah. I, you know, the, there were the college years, which I was a drop. I dropped out very quickly. Me too. Because after the commune, you're like, oh, this, like, uh, white one like monochromatic institution makes no sense mm-hmm. i want to go back out in the world and do shit um that's where i was at um but i you know i, I rented you know in those college years yeah. and then i don't know th- there are so many wanderings uh, brian i i've i've been i've been a few All places over. um but after a few different stints after two years of back in south dakota being a farmhand hermit uh on the farm that was amazing then i decided on a whim to move to chicago before we talk and, about Chicago, right, I have one question, and then we're going to hear a song, because yeah. you brought a guitar, and we're oh, yeah, going to hear a song live in the studio. Um, when you said you went back to be a farmhand, and it was amazing, yeah. why was it amazing? What's the number one thing that stands out in your mind? Well, I was dealing with drinking too much and a little bit of depression, uh-huh. and I decided I didn't want to medicate. I didn't want to take that path of, of correcting myself, and I knew at age 21 that if I moved back to where I came from, and if I learned to love and accept my home community, I'd be able to love and accept myself. And that's so, wiser than any thought I've yeah, ever had in my entire know, life, exactly. man. I mean, like, oh, at 21, you figured that out, did you? Because I'm 53 and I still haven't quite figured it out, Rachel. <laughs> Would you mind grabbing your guitar and playing a song for us? That'd be great. And tell us what the name of the song is and um, and where, you know, I mean, obviously this live version people can listen to right here, but let us know anything we need to know about this song. For sure. 
Well, this song that I'm going to play is uh, it's called Somewhere With You, and it's a new one. So you really can only hear it here okay. and on my next record, um, whenever that ever happens. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was uh, lucky enough. I've never been much of a dater, but I went on a date um, seven days before the world shut down with someone. And... Uh, and uh, we moved in together last month, I think. Wow. And uh, it, it worked wonderfully. So this uh, is still working wonderfully. And so this is a song I wrote for him uh, called Somewhere With You. Well, I wasn't waiting for you, but I wasn't waiting for anyone. It's true. But here we are and we so can I take you for a ride? Cause I, I wanna go somewhere with you. See, I'm getting so tired of this little room. These are the days when all of the ways we run away, well, they've been taken from the table. So I've been hoping that you could be open to going away with me a while. Cause I, I wanna go somewhere with you Yeah, I could be open to going alone If that is what we decide on See, I'm no longer looking to find me another To hang all my road trips and hopes on But if you would travel with me We could both use a change of scenery And you know that I'm I'm happy to drive for a while While you lay back and rest your mind Till you remind me it's time To take a break and let you Take you for a ride Cause I want to go somewhere with you See, I'm, even though I'm so good at rolling solo too But these are the days when all of the ways I run away Well, they've been taken from the table So I've been hoping that you could be open to going with me for a while Cause I, I want to go somewhere I'd be happy to go nowhere to I see I'd go anywhere with you. Very nice. Her crooked heart on the Brian Oak show episode 166. That's um I I can only imagine what it must feel like to have somebody super talented <laughs> write a song about you. I mean that's like one of the most intimate gifts you can give somebody, right? Yeah, kind of awkward, too. Well, I mean, for sure. But I mean, like, okay, all right, listen, this is for you. You better love it. You better love it. But it was great, and it was fun, and it's interesting, and I like the way that you find your way around the song. And from what little I know about you so far and what I know about your story, you also have a very interesting way of finding your way around the world. You're, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do this now. Yep. Now I'm going over here. And I don't mean that to paint you in a flighty light. I no. mean, you are mercurial and i think that that's a reasonable and and fair and frankly complimentary descriptor i mean you who knows what's going to be next you found yourself in chicago i don't know that that had ever been on the list of plan you made your way out to new york you call this area your home now how did you meet this goofball Mm, well my brother and sister have been living in this area for a while and my sister and sean Mm -hmm. got to know each other and my sister dragged sean to a show at ice house that was playing before I ever moved here. Mm-hmm. I think that one was with the Ericsons and Chastity Brown on yes. Valentine's Day, if oh, I'm my. not mistaken. And how long are we talking? Like 2011, 2013, no, 2015? Seven years ago, maybe? I would say seven. I okay. agree with yeah. that statement. Sure. What right. I would say about you is that you live deliberately. Yes. I do make surprising uh, re... Uh, uh, 
I write my course uh, with some regularity, but it's with great intention. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. But you have this great sense of community. I mean, some of the things yeah. that you've done, and we can talk about this, but uh, starting the Kith and Kin Chorus, yeah. uh, you come into a, you came into this community, and it was like, I'm going to get to know a ton of people <laughs> very yeah. quickly by doing this. Super intentional. I mean, I moved, yeah. I moved here when I was 35, <clears throat> something like that. And uh, when you when you make a move like that at thirty five, you know all, all the all the friend groups are pretty established, and yes. no one's been waiting around for you to show up. Especially <laughs> here, especially in Minnesota. That's the thing that I've heard a lot of people talk about. Yeah, I I think it's everywhere personally, but yeah, there yeah. there is yeah. Um, so I, when I moved here, I was very intentional. Like, all right, well, if I want to have community, I'm going to have to create that community with with intention, and. Uh, I guess make myself compelling enough to hang out with. So, <laughs> so tell me what the Kithkin chorus yeah, is for people yeah. who don't know. So uh, I guess maybe four years ago now, some, something like that, getting on, I founded a choir. I'd been thinking about it. So I, I've I've spent the past 15 years as a tour, touring musician, putting out records, touring around the world. Literally uh, around the world, Literally the around the world. Yeah, like and my, as, as her crooked heart? Um, for Rachel, as Rachel Reese okay. for years and years. Yeah. But I was more band inclined, and I hated performing as a band as Rachel Reese oh, like the whole singer songwriter right, thing right. when I hear and I create music that is much bigger than just me and a guitar mm-hmm. and I, I don't there's nothing wrong with me and a guitar but it doesn't match with what's in my head and with what I'm creating Understood. so I wanted to be a band Understood. I always was a band if I wanted to have a name to present as a band so that's where her crooked heart came from but for years I was Rachel Reese turn around um um Europe uh, in the UK is my best market I I miss that place dearly um but so while while I'd be touring, it seemed like a, a steadily a thread that, that would come up was the thought of community choirs and people, conversations after shows with fans being like, we miss singing, you know. Uh, I don't know how it kept on coming up, but there's there's a there's a pretty rich community choir scene in uh, in the UK in particular that, that I'm aware of. And I just felt called. I think that's the best way to say it to start a choir and I was thinking about it, mulling it over for a couple years and kind of looking at different models and how people do it. And I don't really want to feel like a, a dorky choir director with a sweater vest, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> love I don't even know vest. if that's really a thing. <laughs> I, but, well, no, I've you know, had a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. Like I wanted to be my own choir directors. Like, can I still have my identity as who I am? This like touring creator person. Can I do that? And can I stand in front of people and, direct them and create this music for them and um am i good enough i have no training i dropped out of college i forgot how to notate music but um somehow i knew i knew that it was in me and i did this show uh opening up for dan wilson at the fitzgerald Mm -hmm. and i had decided and i had kind of planned it out i'm going to do this choir and i'm going to announce it from the stage to thousands of people, sold out show, yeah. and that way I can't turn back, and I'll get my first singers that way too. So that was part of my opening set. I was like, by the way, I'm launching a rock and roll community choir. Um, talk to me afterward. Um, and that's how I got my first singers and then my mailing list. Um, and uh, I think we had 30, 35 singers that first season. Now we're at about 65. We're going to be starting up again in the fall for our fifth season. Um, kind of have capped it around 60, 65. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a big choir. <clears throat> it's a lot of, lot of personality. Yeah, well, to say <laughs> to the least. To focus. Right. <laughs> and a bunch of adults who are, have forgotten how to sit and listen. Yes. Uh-huh. And be quiet when they need to. And, you know, the, the, the I see her looking at you, Sean. She's looking no, I right get it. I get it. Right into your eyes, <laughs> Yeah, Sean. exactly. It was a blast when I was in yeah, Kith and Kin. You were great. I had such I a great time. I still want you to come back. I would love to come back. It was, uh, at first, I'll admit, I was, incredibly intimidated totally because i had not sung in a choir since high school but you had me with the idea of it because i remembered and you do too brian i mean that that sense of community that you have and being part of something else and not being the loudest voice in the room which a lot of people it's all tied to ego whereas a choir it really is about the collective right but it was a it was a blast and you even said early on you don't have to be able to read music you know it helps but you know, you don't yeah. have to be able to do that. And music is a roadmap. You made I, you yeah. made uh, she made individual uh, MP3s for the parts. I so mul- that yeah, I, yeah, I multi-track record yes. all of. I write all the arrangements of like you know Queen and uh, Fleetwood Mac and Fabulous. um uh, uh 
Leanne Le Havas and, you know, Feist, Feist, the gamut of the popular, popular, yeah, songs. So then this is going to seem like a weird question. Is it all secular stuff? All secular stuff. Right. I work really hard to make sure, um, maybe somebody will roll their eyes out there, but I, I make, I make sure as best I can to make the, the, the songs be gender inclusive, um, as inclusive as possible. Like no matter who you are, you can inhabit these songs. You can feel them in your heart. You can sing the words and know what, like that. Yeah, that the songs can become yours. Whether you are the twenty-five-year-old preschool teacher or the jaded fifty-year-old lawyer, like you know, you can you can all be within those songs. Um, I think yeah. you bring up a crucial point right there because if you're going to bring choir to, a, you know, I mean, like generally when you think about it, either. The only people who really go attend choirs or seek out choir yeah. are people who are either a fan of the classical form, yep. were in choirs once themselves, yep. or have kids in choir, yep. right? I mean, that's sort of it. But if mm-hmm. you're going to bring it to a broader audience, having a popular music palette is incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. I have friends who have been in cover bands, and they're all incredibly, wonderfully, really good musicians, and they won't stop picking songs that no one's ever heard of because mm-hmm. they like to play them and it's mm-hmm. fun for them, mm-hmm. which is great. But that's not, nobody goes to see a cover band so that yeah. they can watch you play a bass solo. That's not, I want to hear Queen. <laughs> I want to hear Feist. I want to yeah. hear yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And I love the, the notion of choir too, to me, when you talk about how important intentionalness is and how important community is to you, uh, you know, I mean, pitch is obviously crucial, but something sure. Sean brought up, blend. It, it, yeah. it has mm-hmm. to, That's when tricky. it begins to sound like one voice, my wife was a member of the St. Olaf Choir, which is one of the most amazing choirs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I've watched some really good choirs. I've been a part of some very good choirs. And But when you watch a really properly trained and talented choir and people realize, yes, my individual talent is important, but it is our, mm-hmm. it's all of us together mm-hmm. raising this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. It's transcendent. There's nothing else like it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, it's not an audition choir. I, I haven't had to kick anyone out yet, but basically like, if you can match, if you can carry a tune and right. match a note, you can be in it if there's space. Right. And because I multi-track record all these reference recordings as well as notate, you know, everybody can, can learn no matter their skill level. It's wide open to everyone and you've never had someone just tone deaf who's like, I've always wanted to sing, come in and not just muck it up. But I'm very, I'm very clear that you have to. Be, be able, able to, to sing. sing. All right, very like good, that, very good. Know. And I'm not trying so, to be yeah. a smartass or call anybody out, <laughs> but I mean, happen. it is going to happen, and there's going to be someone well, who's... Well, there's a shaming room. I, I didn't I talk will. about that. There is a shaming room that we take them to. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask someone to leave. At some so. point. But, <laughs> you know, well, I, 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 it, I think, No, I think it's wonderful that you haven't had to so <laughs> yeah, far. Yeah. I'm just surprised with that many people involved. So far, so good. And who knows? Maybe yeah. you'll bat a thousand. So I, I wish you the best of luck <laughs> thank, in that regard. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Reese, her crooked heart, joining us here. I want to talk about this, you know, mm-hmm. whenever it may land, new record that's coming out. I want to talk about what this year looks like after the year we're coming off, because I imagine yeah. you're going to get back out there a little more. But before we do any of that, how do you feel about playing another song for us? I feel good about it. Are you sure? Um, yes. You were a little reticent there. Are you I sure, Rachel? I was about what I wanted to Okay, all right. Well, Um, I mean, it's wide open. You can play anything you feel like playing. Yeah, well, that's so liberating. Well, anything, (laughs) literally anything. (laughs) I love Vanilla Ice. I think that's a great (laughs) idea. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, Yeah, well, one of the things uh, we can talk about after the song is the fact that I am am in the thick of building a tiny house on wheels. (gasps) little bit of a beast but i'm i'm a little you know, bit it's a lot of work even though they're not that big so it's a tremendous work. amount of turns work turns out brian did yeah. you know that a tiny house is still a house oh yeah yeah with plumbing oh yeah no it has to have plumbing it has to have electric the joists and the roof still have to be soundly yeah. put together oh, yeah there has to be a roof there, there does yeah. doesn't there yeah yeah so it turns no, out that's I'm building way outside a house. my skill set yeah way yeah. outside it's just very condensed with no margin for error mm-hmm so it's how really many fun. times not not have you cried, but how many times have you cried so far? <laughs> um, you, you can know. round you can round up or round down whatever you want to. <laughs> I'm trying to think honestly here. I, I think it's only been like three times. <laughs> that's pretty good. I that's think pretty that's, good. I'm I've, I've been following along on social media and watching you do yeah. this in the herringbone floors, and I'm like. 
Oh my lord! Yeah. Those are messed up, but they're done. Um, they look great. Yeah, well, but, but guess what? I mean, you're making it fancy. You could have made it super simple. Exactly. You could have put some. You put could have put some shag rugs down in totally. there, some carpet remnants, and yep. it would have been fine. Yep. But you know what? If you're gonna bother doing it, I suppose, like anything. Yeah. Wait a minute. You've never been to a barn raising, but you're making your own house. <laughs> I knew it was coming Whoa, out there somewhere. There I'm getting go. it. I'm there getting it now. Go. All right. All right. Yeah. I get it. You can take the young Mennonite out of Freeman, South Dakota. <laughs> I get nope. it. What song are we gonna hear? All right, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna hear a song. I'm gonna sing a song called uh, "The House Where Music Lives," um, which I I it was actually written in my last little tiny cottage house. I've been living in my brother's backyard for the past six years, um, and uh, finishing finishing that space is what inspired this song. Um, kind of one of my I'm I'm reclaiming my life. I used to be married and living in New York City, and you know sometimes life takes you different places and this uh this song is sort of about nope i'm building my life now that i want that is big enough to create to support music and creation so uh yeah here you go well i'm just trying to build house where music lives where i can live a long long time for a song i've just gotta believe that a house where music lives is worth a damn and worth all the wandering that preceded and i'll never be long long gone no i'll never Her crooked heart oh. here in the Smart Start MN studio. You're clearly talented at what you do, and you've been doing it a very long time. I mean, it's obvious, it's definite, and you've, like you said, you've toured the world. Before we talk uh, briefly about what happened last year, not to you, to the entire planet, yeah, yeah. but then what it looks like coming out of it, um, you know, you kind of just threw it out there, but you you moved to New York, you left New York, and yeah, somewhere in yeah. there came a divorce. Yep. What drew you out to New York in the first place? 
Oh, my wonderful, wonderful ex-husband. Yeah. Uh, we were living in Chicago together. That's where we met, got married. Those are awfully kind words <laughs> to be followed to be followed by the word ex-husband. We adore each other. Okay. It was not instantaneous. I to, understand. Took a minute, but he is he. Uh, we will have each other's back until our dying days. That's why I just know it. Okay. Um, and I don't like to dig into people's yeah, personal lives, yeah. but well, now I'm super curious as to why <laughs> you got divorced then if, if you feel that way about each other. Man, it was it's just because you love and cherish and res- it doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's right. right. Yeah. But you want the same lives. I got it. He's still living in New York in this tiny apartment in the bustle, which is yeah. great. I, I miss New York dearly, but we wanted different lives. Understood. You know? Uh, yeah. And... um. So yeah, he he's why we ended up out there. Didn't want to live there. Ended up really loving it. Um, but when it was time to go, it was time to go. So I lived there for about two and a half years. I like Sean's there. word, intentional. You seem to be very intentional in the things that you decide <laughs> yeah. to do, and I like that. You know, I mean, the name of your record: to love, to leave, to live. Yeah. I mean, it's all yeah. it all makes a lot of sense. Yeah. By the way, for people who want to know more about you, who would like to see your artwork, by the way, which is also oh. a big part of your output, mm-hmm. yeah. who yeah. want to hear your music, who want to potentially order colored vinyl of your previous releases, yeah. you can go to hercrookedheart.com dot com or mm-hmm. hercrookedheart.bandcamp.com yep. and you got a ton of stuff available on. Here. I do, and I'm also on Patreon. If okay. you, if anybody wants to hear the brand new songs I write that day, or like get exclusive art prints, or uh, private concerts, any of that kind of stuff, that's all on Patreon. All right, very good. Yeah. Well, we're on Patreon, but we we actually yeah. are going to be getting back out into the world at some point in the not too distant future. Yep, on air production meeting. Uh, sure, we can do it real quick. Mm-hmm. Beast Barbecue, the twentieth, the twentieth of July. Yep, it's so, set up. Patreon members, uh, mark on your calendars now. You've got just under a month. July 20th, we are going to have a little review, cabaret style. We're yes. going to have a couple of performers who have been here on the show come out and do very brief sets for you. We promise when we kick this thing off that Patreon members, at least once a month, we were going to have these small, intimate shows yeah. <laughs> for them to come out and enjoy. And then, of course... Whoops. The world went kerblooey, yep. right? I mean, everything went upside down. So you yeah. tour all over the place. You yeah. play out. You're you're a choir director. You are a touring musician who's toured the world. Then mm-hmm. the pandemic mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. What did your last year look like? <laughs> it, was, uh, it was really quiet. I'm <laughs> I'm a very uh, introverted uh, hermit. So you know, in a lot of ways, it was. You've been training for this your fun. whole life. I've been training so hard. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Um, yeah, no, it was kind of. In some ways, it was. It was. It was nice to have um, demands go quiet for for a little bit. Um, Do you not get hungry for that sort of that biofeedback loop playing for people though, and watching them hanging on every word and the phrasing, and them wanting to and then feel? Getting my little jokes like sincere. Yes, I heard that joke and it was I fantastic. I loved yeah. it. I, <laughs> I loved that's it. That's one of the reasons I John Prine. Like I got into him when I was eighteen, yeah. and that those sly. Like if you listen, I'm I am kind of a sober at first glance, an intentional person. But if you're listening, there's a lot of little jokes mm-hmm. and self-deprecation. No, the sincere one like was fantastic. Yeah. No, songs, I, it know? did. It warmed my heart on, <laughs> you know, on a Thursday that otherwise has been a little trying. Oh. That was genius. Oh, no, nothing serious. But I mean, that was that was genius. And so don't you miss? Yeah. Okay, you saw me smile, yeah. right? When yeah. you played live and you had a connection moment there. You reached me. I loved it. I sent yeah. something back to you in the form of a little smirk. I try not to stare at you because you're sitting right across the table from me and I'll bet that makes it weird. But I mean, don't you miss, even if it's a small crew or yeah. whether it's a big place, did you, even though you love that hermit lifestyle, yeah. don't you don't you miss that feedback? So I, I don't feel, you know, there is a, often people when they come home from tour, they, they have a emotional like crash depression sets in because you're not getting that affirmation mm-hmm. every night. Mm-hmm. I don't experience that like I used to. I certainly used to. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't need that to feed me like I used to need that to feed me. But what I do, I, I am beginning, I have begun to really, really miss the community of, I guess, fans, but they've become more like this weird, beautiful family I, I've gotten to know around the world and it's people who I truly begin to know um I I miss that extended community more than anything who are the other members of her crooked heart oh my god they're so wonderful I know well let's hear about them them. (laughs) (laughs) then then tell us why they're awesome who are they and why are they great her crooked heart is kind of like this this uh, femme music collective in a way uh these these women I'm lucky enough to play with I probably won't It'll be amazing if I'm still if they're still in the band in you know ten years, but who knows? Um, but it's Siri Unlin of um, Humbird, 
It's Adeline Stry of a bunch of different projects. Uh, Adeline Rose is her own project. Uh, she's a total wizard. Um, and then Hillary James of Bathtub Sig and We Are the Willows. And what else? She's touring with Esme Patterson mm-hmm. this year. Um, yeah, so it's the four of us. And we all, you know, between us, I think we added it up. I think in our stage show, it's something like 14 instruments that we end up playing. Wow. And it's everything from like synth drum triggers and synthesizer to cello mm-hmm. to two woodwind players. Like there's flute and, and clarinet to electric guitar, classical guitar, oh. electric bass, piano. Um, what am I forgetting? I don't know. Lots but, of 14 instruments. You don't even yeah. have to. You, I don't think you're <laughs> obligated to list them off completely or but alphabetically. It is but such, it's impressive. It's amazing. And I, it feels like an artistic endeavor. And four-part harmony. You yeah. know, so mm. to me, this band has That's been like, right like, here we go. It's my classical upbringing. It's my choral upbringing. It's my rock and roll inclinations. It's my mm-hmm. songwriting obsession like of John Prine and Leonard Cohen and Nick Drake that began when I was a teenager. It's all of that rolled into one and like very, these are four, four very strong personality and very, very different from each other women. Like we are, yeah, just sort of like unabashedly, powerfully ourselves and, and modeling that on stage is just, that's just so fun. That's super cool. I I have to admit, I know the music of We Are the Willows, but I do not know the music of Bathtub Sig. That Mm -hmm. being said, Bathtub Sig, being a smoker myself, has suddenly instantly <laughs> catapulted into my favorite band name I've heard in the last six months. Yeah, I Hillary, freaking love it. Hillary is brilliant. You should check it out. Well, speaking of, since yeah. you've painted this incredible picture of this unbelievable collective of incredible female performers who obviously are more than capable of bringing it on the regular and yeah. doing it together, yeah. when when do uh, we get to see that again? Ryan, I don't know. I'm not, and I'm not trying to put the pressure <laughs> on you, but you can't paint that picture. You can't. Yeah. You can't set the table and be like. Uh, Oh, I didn't make any food. <laughs> totally, no, I didn't, totally. I didn't make any food. Well, okay. So um, the the only... Mm, so I am doing that John Prine tribute, August 19th, but that's Correct. just me. You're right. Um, and then, I, honestly, I think the next full band HCH show is at Everwood Farms. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but Everwood Farm uh, Retreat. There's a residency just over the border in Wisconsin. It is stunning. So oh my I, God! No, no. I, do you know what I'm talking about? I literally just heard about it the other day because they do these retreats that yes. sometimes will bring yes. in, you know, uh, educators or massage therapists oh, yeah. or and it's this beautiful they do workshops as well. Yeah. That's what I mean, yeah. like workshop kinds of things. And it's oh I literally gosh. just heard about this two days ago for the first time in my entire life. Everyone should look up Everwood Farms. Uh-huh. So I I was lucky enough to to be given one of their re, uh, residencies this coming. Uh, this this season, yeah. Um, but September 11, uh, her crooked heart will be doing a set. Will be performing in their beautiful, huge, uh, refurbished barn, which is their performance space. We'll be doing a show there, and and then I'll get to stay on for the next week, um, working, creating, probably finishing up choral arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> well, you also, from what I understand, have a tiny house that needs a little work, needs oh a little attention. Gosh. So. Um... Oh. I'm not trying to hassle you, but I mean, so you've got a gig coming up in August. You're going to do that in September. That's (laughs) going to be great. I mean, what, what's left? Is it, is it just, is it just window dressing left or is there there still the bones of it still needs some work? So much. Well, it's, when you walk in, it's still pretty much an insulated box. Okay. Now there's some herringbone floor. There's like some painted things. There's some like storage benches that are built. I'm building stairs this week. Have you slept in it yet? Either oh, yeah. intentionally or not intentionally. I've I've spent many a night. Oh, you have sleeping in a construction site. right, just in the sawdust in your face that whole day. Mm, yep, and okay. it's on your sister's. It's on your sister's farm, right? Yeah. So my sister and her husband bought uh, eleven acres out in the country. Lovely. And so it's it's out there. I've got a little pond and and marsh and just a bunch of frogs and we got some ducks and chickens and yeah. So it's it's out out in the sticks. It's pretty sweet. That sounds nice. I'm gonna. Have, that's my country estate, and then I have a town home here in town with I my say. sweetie. You don't say. <laughs> so fancy. Wow, look at you. <laughs> what do you say? Would you like to get away this weekend? <laughs> her name is Rachel Reese. She is her crooked heart. Of course, there are other band members involved as well, but you are the main brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, HerCrookedHeart.com is where you want to go. HerCrookedHeart.BandCamp.com for a wide array of colored vinyl and mm-hmm. art that can go along. People can order your music, and then get also art that you've actually made to mm-hmm. go along with it yep 
Well, that's pretty cool. Do prints, drawings, and that kind of thing. Okay, very good. Well, good luck this summer. Good luck with the tiny house. Thank you. Good luck with... I mean, you did allude to the fact we heard a new mm-hmm. song that no yeah, one's heard yeah, before yeah. that there may be an album at some point and i know how these yeah. things work sometimes nope we got a plan it's happening like this it's coming yeah, out here yeah. here comes the tour other times it's a little more how do we say loosey-goosey yeah so i mean what are you what are you thinking yeah, i mean do well, you feel like it's ready do you feel like you have the music for it i think i just about have the music for it yeah because okay. i've done a lot of song a day challenges where i've literally written a song a day for a month and wow some gems have come out of that but do you like do, putting that kind of pressure on yourself? I mean, mm. just because it changes up the creative process, do you enjoy that? In a sadistic way, yeah. Okay. Because when you make yourself write one song every day, it is, it's so impossible. It's so beyond the realm of, of possible to write a good song every day that you have to just lock your editor up in a room and just bash something out so you can get on with your day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just frees you in all these weird ways. Even though it's like the tightest chains possible, it's completely liberating. So, um, just doing anyway, it. Well, it's just practice. It. It's getting the reps yeah, in, right? The muscle, I mean, exactly. I, I totally um, get it. But I will be probably in the next couple of months releasing a four song, uh, uh, studio recorded live EP of the band. We, uh, when we got back from tour, we were all tight and we, we recorded, uh, in our favorite studio with Brian Joseph over in Eau Claire. Um, and so that'll be coming out in the next couple of months. And I'm currently setting up my own home studio again because I've just moved, right? So I'm setting up my, my studio space and then, We'll start making the next HCH from from home this time. Well, before we hear one more song by you, I do need to check in with Sean. I completely yeah. forgot because I got caught up in the conversation. There's so much good mm-hmm. story here that I feel like we've barely scratched the surface. But Sean, in addition to being the producer, in addition to being a castrati, that was what you sang in the choir. Is that That's right? That's exactly right. Okay, yeah. I have a very high-pitched <laughs> soprano voice. That was it. Yeah. Um, in addition to all those things, you're also a realtor for Edina Realty. Um, what's that like right now? What's going on? It's it's kind of a madhouse right now with the way that it's more of a seller's market than a buyer's market, but it's still possible. We can still find a home or help you downsize to a tiny home if that's what you want to do. Think about that. Think about if you sold a home you've been living in for 20 years, just that equity you could pull out right there. And maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe we could have you build the tiny home. Sure, yeah. sure, bring it on. I need a new career. Okay. It's a little, little side job. So if you know <laughs> of anybody who's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. And this year, I'm donating a portion of every sale, whether it's on the buy side or the sell side, to a local musician like our friend Rachel Reese. What? So that's part of what we do. Yeah, and the, whoever the... They get to choose who it is. So it's I, sometimes cool. they'll say, like, give me a list of people, and I do that, and then they're like, okay, we want to donate to this particular person. That so right on. awesome, Sean. Yeah, thank you. Props. Yep, last year it was to the warming house, but they're kind of on hiatus right yeah, now. Yeah. So this year it's been, and I may just keep doing that going forward because it's oh. been really cool to watch the musicians' reactions when money's done. They're like, what? You're mm. donating <laughs> money to me out of nowhere? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, keep making music. And like, you're we, welcome. Yeah, damn it. Okay. Six one two eight five nine two five nine four. Before we say goodbye, Rachel, you have toured the world, and yeah. I know that when one is a touring musician, because I've, you know, being doing radio for as long as I did, and now continue to do, I've interviewed literally more than a thousand artists easily, sure. and you hear these amazing stories about going on the road. I know that there are parts that are impossibly gratifying. Yeah. There are parts that are grueling. There's a lot of hurry up and wait that goes on when you're a touring musician. But then every once in a while, you're generally sort of gobsmacked. Is there one particular place that stands out as you've toured the world that you're like, how did I end up here in a good way or a bad way? I mean, I'm, you know, maybe it was in the volcanic bowl of a mountain peak in Iceland or something. But like, Or maybe you're like, are we really just standing on this pallet out behind the shoe store in Antwerp? You know, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Have there been any places that were unexpectedly interesting? Uh, I got to sing um, on uh, Radio City Music Hall a couple wow. nights. That was cool. But cooler than that was skinny dipping on the Devon coast in England with like a 65-year-old weathered hippie man. <laughs> um, and the band. We're all just like, well, he's naked. I guess... Let's do it. When in Rome. You know? Yeah. All all over. Oh, oh no. I know. Oh. Oh my gosh. Two years ago, Brian. Okay. I'm listening. Two years ago. <laughs> Brian. Yes. I am the best tour manager boss in the world. I made it possible for me and the band to play a show in Milton Keynes, kind of central England, um, on uh the the 
night of the 20th of June. And then we drove after the show two and a half hours to Stonehenge. Stop it. There are two days in the year where you are allowed to actually go and hang out with the stones. No ba- no barriers, no rope around it. Right. It's just you leaning up against the sarsen stones. So we spent the night at the stones, of at the Stonehenge, solstice. of at- the solstice. Wow. We woke up. when when uh, we, didn't, we didn't sleep, so we didn't wake up. But um, we, you, you know, the heel... St- uh, the heel stone where, you know, if you're facing it, that's what the sun actually r- rises directly mm, up out of. Right. We just happened to be leaning against the stones of the circle that were directly in line with the heel stone. So there we were. There's like, you know, people blowing bullhorns and, and there's like druids everywhere. There were so many crystals getting getting like purified druids. all around us. And there oh. we are just standing directly in front of the heel stone watching the solstice sun rise. Tour man. You and it's the druids. Thing. Well and that's where I love to hear those stories yeah. because you know what? I've never hung out with druids at Stonehenge. That sounds awesome. Not yet. Not yet. Well, I you mean, have to be intentional my, about it, and then yeah. it will happen, right? Some of my Dungeons yeah. and Dragons campaigns have had druids. That's true. I gotta swear, like it's cool meeting famous people and you know doing the Radio City Music Hall thing, but eh. <laughs> give, me, yeah. oh. give me Stonehenge Look, with my ladies you can't, yeah, and a you mug can't, of hot chocolate yeah. any day. <laughs> you can't it. deny the importance <laughs> of Radio City Music Hall, but also the five thousand year old monument known mm. as Stonehenge. Ooh. And oh, how they dance, the little people of Stonehenge. <laughs> we have to go, Rachel. Yep. Um, this was really kind of you. Thank you very much for coming by. Totally a pleasure. Thanks Good luck with me. the new year, everybody. HerCrookedHeart.com if you want to find out more. Stay on top of the new music as it comes. A four-song EP, it sounds like, maybe mm-hmm. on the way. In the Join her Patreon future. so that she can make more music. Yeah, that'd be cool. And <laughs> build a maybe not quite as tiny house. Maybe a second floor somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Rachel. Before we let you go completely, though, you do have to tell me about this particular song oh, yeah. because it's a place that I don't really like to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I'm a little fearful about what the subject matter is, but Ooh, why don't you tell me about this song? so good. Remember that ex-husband I said who I just adore? Uh-huh. Well, um, filing divorce paperwork inspired this uh, song. It's called Courthouse. It's off of my last record, To Love, To Leave, To Live. And, you know, it was a dark day. But there was a lot of like kind of undercurrent of joy in it and determination. And I wanted to make, I wanted to convert that day into this danceable, like dark, weird, determined song. And that's, that's what this is. All right. We're going to wrap up uh, episode 166 of the Brian Oak Show podcast, Her Crooked Heart. This one's called Courthouse. Thanks for tuning in. And I have a thought I was a babe in the field An idea that we